It is nine minutes after seven o'clock and it's time now for us to check in with the Sunday New Review. Joining me on the line now is EWN's Kevin Brunt. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Saskia. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Uh, Load shedding remains the top talking point with everyone until ESCOM comes forward with a plan to fix the rolling power cuts. Do you have any idea what residents can expect over the next few days? Saskia, opposition political parties have now started putting more pressure on the power utility and national government then to do something to address the issue of load shedding and give people specific answers in terms of when exactly we can expect this issue to end. The Democratic Alliance on the one side, and now also recently the UDM, joined by Musi Maimane's Built One South Africa, that's the independent political party, joined by the National Union of Metal Workers. They've now approached the courts to file papers to compel government as well as ESCOM to give us more clearest timelines, first of all, and also then to scrap this planned um, electricity tariff increase that's set to kick in later this year. They also want that scrapped. And more specifically, um, specific details and, and the truth behind the mm. true extent of the problem. Um, yesterday, we also saw the economic freedom fighters now also coming out saying that the ANC, through load shedding, they say is on a path to completely destroy the country. And that is the talk that we've um, also picked up with a lot of businesses, mm. specifically small businesses, saying that they simply cannot cope anymore, that they do not have the reserves, maybe like your big corporates that are able to buy the very expensive inverters as, as well as the generators to keep their businesses running. And they... Um, in an already tough economic climate, want more specific details from ESCOM. So there's no um, clear detail yet from the power utility in terms of what the rest of the week will look like. We are currently on stage two, which will this afternoon be bumped up to stage four. But we do expect then ESCOM to at least give us an idea of what residents can expect going forward. Here in Cape Town, residents um, at least have the backing of the city of Cape Town to then um, you know, be able to lower the load shedding level by a stage or two, and that is through the hydro uh, pump storage dam that we have here. Now, we do know that there were very, very exciting plans, and it seems insane that we keep on going back to ESCOM to ask for their plans because really they haven't been very transparent. I don't know what we think is going to happen between now and then that they're going to all of a sudden develop transparency. But what's very exciting are the plans here um, that the city of Cape Town has to help ease that load shedding burden. Can you just remind listeners again about those exciting developments for the metro of uh, the city of Cape Town? Yes, Saskia, the city's leaders have been at the forefront of of wanting to be less reliant on ESCOM, to not be at the mercy of load shedding. And we've this week heard plans that commercial customers as well as residents will now be able to sell electricity back to the city of Cape Town. That is through the solar PV systems that they now be able to put up at their homes. NASA has approved a rate of about 78, 79 cents per kilowatt hour. Um, that, this, that the city can pay, and the city is adding a 25 cents per kilowatt hour um, incentive tariff for that. Um, and on the back of all, um, also other renewable energy projects, and 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 the city partnering um, with industry and the renewable sector in particular to try and uh, uh, you know create a bit of a buffer 
for the residents here. So real work being done by our local leaders here in a bit to try and make this unbearable situation um, and maybe less inconvenient. Mm. Um, but we know the far-reaching impact of loading, mm. not only on business, but also um, on the healthcare sector. It stretches, you know, to every corner. Um, you know, for residents, it might be a bit of an inconvenience, but for some people, it literally means um, the reality between life and death. And I'm mm. talking in particular about people um, needing, uh, in particular, oxygen therapy, for instance, at home, and they're not able to get it because the load shedding schedule, in particular, when we experienced about uh, stage six a couple mm. of weeks ago. Um, so real work being done by our leaders in, in, in a bit to at least bring some protection for, for the metro. Uh, Kevin, do we know when that's going to be switched on? I mean, because we do know that people are putting up um, solar, those that can afford it. How quickly will that switch on for them to be able to uh, feed back into the grid? Word from the city is uh, that the commercial customers and the businesses will be able to do so from about June this year, the middle of the year. Mm. And then later this year, um, if all the plans are now in place, then, then your residential customers would be able to do so. But we do expect, you know, in the coming weeks, the city will be able to give us a bit of clearer detail and a bit of a blow-by-blow update in terms of how the regulations will be, able, will be working and what specific processes these customers will have to follow. And then on the back of that, I understand that plans have now been put in place to ensure that people don't miss their favorite TV show. Oh, very important. How does that work, Kevin? <laughs> Definitely so. And one, one, one discussion that I've had with someone is the fact that we are very accepting as South Africans and we, we make are. plans to, to work around the issue. <laughs> um, you know, we buy gadgets at home and we put up, you know, a light bulb that burn when the lights are out. Yeah, we roll and with the punches. <laughs> we have to because, yeah, this just in the South Africa that we live in. So the SABC has now put a platform in place called SABC Plus where they very much like a DSTV catch-up system mm. where people would be able to watch back their favorite programs, be able to download mm. it. And that is to ensure that you don't miss uh, shows like The River, Deep City, mm. Orange Play, and very popular TV shows in particular. Uh, one would imagine um, a soapy still on TV um, that people wouldn't want to miss their favorite TV shows. So as I've we make a plan and we just keep it moving, as they say. And SABC Plus, is this going to be available online or is it um, through your TV I understand screens? that it's going to be an online streaming service, right. yes. Right. Um, Very exciting. Very exciting and definitely also moving and, and, and kind of forcing, I would think, the, the yes. public broadcast to then come in line with the modern latest age. technology. With modern age, I'll be slightly later, but <laughs> here we are. There's, there's progress and that is what we're looking for. And even if it's load shedding that forces us to now move with a bit more pace, then so be it, I think. Well, I think it's absolutely fantastic because the SABC has got a bank of content that spans decades. And so, you know, getting into the on-demand space could be a very, very exciting uh, development for them. Given uh, not good news for motorists this week, though, because apparently the price of petrol and diesel is set to go up. What are voices on the ground, uh, those affected, saying about uh, this price hike? Normally when we speak to motorists and we, when we go out to the petrol pumps and directly ask the people, especially at the time when they now do fill up their tanks and that happens mostly, you know, the Tuesday before the Wednesday, the petrol price is set to go up and people express sheer frustration saying that in light of everything else that consumers have to deal with, 
Now there's another petrol price, um, you know, expected from the first Wednesday, which is this this Wednesday, set to go up. And the latest figures from the Central Energy Fund indicates that around 52 cents a litre of 95 unleaded petrol and about 57 cents per litre for 93 petrol set to go up. Mm-hmm. And the price of diesel um, between 22 cents and 33 cents are so not mm-hmm. good news for motorists. Um, as we expected, you know, the petrol price, they've been giving us some relief over the past couple of months and we anticipated maybe another one to slightly drop here below mm-hmm. 21, 20 rand per liter, but unfortunately not. And then the Automobile Association has reiterated calls for government then to look at the structuring of the petrol price and they say um, the government needs to re-look that to bring some relief to customers when exactly that will, uh, will come into play and, and whether or not government can actually meet um, that request remains to be seen. Mm. Um, government has in the past said that uh, year last year when they, when they dropped um, the, the fuel levy slightly um, said that they won't not it's not something that they can commit for the long term right. so definite plans need to be made there to in order to bring some relief to already cash trapped um, consumers 100% and then finally let's just take a look internationally Kevin a story making headlines is that of those five police officers who have been fired and charged with amongst others second degree murder and kidnapping after that attack on Ty Nichols Saskia what fascinates me about um, this and other similar stories is once again, police in the United States is under scrutiny for the manner in which they deal with people on the street. And it's actually quite concerning. I'd be very scared if I lived in that country, mm. to, you know, just do normal things. But yeah, a day after the public release of that video is showing the horrific beating um, of, of Ty Nichols, the Memphis Police Department, then... Um, announced it is permanently deactivating the unit that these five um, police officers were belonged to. It's called the Scorpion Unit. It was launched in 2021, and, and their task was to tackle rising crime in the city. Yeah. But it's been heavily criticized now after this 7th of January attack on the 29-year-old man. And, and there's outcry, and rightfully so, from from the, the residents in that country. Once again, police mm. um, are and captured on, uh, on video. They've now been... Um, um, suspended and uh, they face criminal charges against them and we do expect in the coming days to, to, to get more detail with regard to exactly what happened at that situation, Saskia. Uh, it just seems insane, the um, the issues that they continually deal with um, because they don't seem to be making headway on this. And um, yeah, the, the footage was horrific. I couldn't get myself to watch it. Um, and it just seems to be an ongoing issue with them. We certainly hope that they make progress on that. And, you know, sometimes we, we, we talk about our country and um, we have a lot of things to face. But, uh, yes, luckily that is not one of them. When we look it's at luck. the police brutality yep. in that country. Also, that, that, that protects. Mm. Are better, I think, and I think also that the situation in that country has been left to, um, you know, pr- go on for quite some time oh. without the leaders taking more 
decisive action to kind of put a stop to it. Hmm. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning on the Sunday New Review. And of course, uh, you can follow Kevin and our EWN team uh, on Twitter or online or, of course, on any one of our radio station platforms. Thank you so much, Kevin. We now turn our attention to uh, international stories, in particular ones that's making the headlines from uh, down under. Katie McDonald joins me on the line now. Good morning. Good morning, Katie. Good morning to you. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, good to hear your voice. It's the first time that we're chatting to each other. I'm very thrilled to be chatting to you. Let's talk about some of the newsmaking headlines there. In particular, we can start off with the state of emergency that's being declared um, in Auckland um, as the city is battered by major flooding. Yeah, it's um, actually it was declared on Friday and it's now also um, affecting surrounding areas around Auckland. I have to admit the first sort of thing that I saw with regards to this particular story was that people were up in arms because an Elton John concert was cancelled. Well, why it was cancelled is that they've experienced this extreme, extreme weather event, heavy rainfall, flash flooding, um, just terrible, terrible um, landslides and, yeah, roads being knocked out and such. So they declared a state of emergency in Auckland on Friday and surrounding areas. Unbelievable, or it is unbelievable, the amount of rain. So they had their wettest day on record last week, Mm -hmm. ever. And basically, I think they've had something like two-thirds of their summer rain Already. Now, or just in the last few days. So it's pretty hectic. Um, the death toll stands at four at the moment. And, yeah, they're just expecting more rain, more floods. It's going south. It's going slightly north. But it's a horrific um, weather event. And mm. the climate change minister, I have to say, um, and I'll sort of, yeah, be honest about my ignorance. I did not realize they had a minister for climate change. And, yeah, I said, look, you know, this is why it's happening. So pretty hectic, pretty horrible. And, yeah, thoughts with all of those Aucklanders who've had to evacuate their homes. Also, too, I was watching or looking at some clips. I mean, the airport, people were wading through inches of water. I've never seen anything like that. And this is, uh, they've got a new prime minister there, uh, Chris Hipkins. So this is, I believe he's just one week into office facing this major, major crisis. How's he, um, you know, how's he been received? How's he been coping? Well, that's just it. It's his first week in office. And there was um, a press conference in Auckland that he attended along with the mayor of Auckland and the mayor was getting, you know, quite a drubbing and, you know, being sort of chastised for not calling the state of emergency early enough and not doing this and not doing that and the new prime minister's just standing there looking on. Um, yeah, you could sort of obviously see the stress on his face. He's, he's simply trying to do his best. He is one week into office. So very mm. new and also trying to put his own stamp on things. I mean, Jacinda Ardern was the darling of so many. Mm. I think maybe recently more internationally than locally. But she was quite a trailblazer. And so it's going to be a bit of a challenge for him. He's got to, yeah, set his own mm. style um, or put up put his own style together. They've got elections as well, so later on this year. So it's quite a big thing for him. 
we'll just have to see how they handle this, um, yeah, this extreme weather. I mean, the east coast of Australia is going to be battered again with uh, terrible wet weather and such things. So I, I don't know, Saskia, what's happening yeah. Yeah. weather-wise. It's just mind-boggling, bizarre, and I think for many people involved, terrifying. Yeah, and I think it's the, the scientists, the climate change scientists and the um, activists have warned us about this, um, and now we're yeah. beginning to experience it. It's good on them for having a minister for climate change. It's something that uh, Cyril should maybe look at. Um, I'm not going to say anything. Once he culls and makes our cabinet smaller, we could maybe make space for a minister of climate yeah. change. Looking at the Australian yeah. Open now, um, but a little bit of a controversial story. Novak Djokovic, he is in the Australian men's uh, open men's final tonight. Um, and the controversy is around his father not attending the semis after pictures of him um, emerged uh, with fans holding Russian flags. Exactly. So, um, dear Novak Djokovic, who's yeah, kind of um, <laughs> his own fair share of scandals here, mm-hmm. you know, not being able to defend your title because he wasn't vaccinated and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, he's in the final tonight. It's a 20-second Grand Slam title. And his father was absent from the semifinals this week because, yes, there were pictures of him that were posted. And it appeared that he was with these Russian supporters and fans and it was it also appeared that he had said something supportive now there's like no the translation was wrong um they didn't get it right because yeah they banned russian and belarus um belarusian flags from the open and there have been protests outside so yeah it's kind of like will you or will you not attend the final according to craig chili who's the tournament uh boss, the big boss, he said that Djokovic Sr. is free to attend the final and mm. hasn't breached any event policy. It's just unfortunate, the interpretations right. that have been attributed. But they're not going to make a decision till just a couple of hours before the game. Mm. So it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, there are supporters of Djokovic that are worried that it might affect his game. Look, he, he's pretty stoic. He's a pretty strong player. Um, I would agree. Yeah, I wonder if... Yeah, and, he, if and, and he's not without him. controversy. I mean, he seems to not have yes. controversy affect his performance. So exactly. I'm sure he'll exactly. be just so, fine. Uh, let's... Yes. let's Let's turn our attention now to a a story which I was just so thrilled to hear about. Checker South Africa, in case people didn't know, posted ads targeting expats in Australia, highlighting the better cost of living in South Africa. And so I thought that was just so cute. And then they ended it off with the whole thing of if you want to send something to your friends and family that's back there and make them, you know, a little bit happy by taking advantage of the specials, you can order through Checker 66. Which I was like, oh my gosh, they are so smart. They are indeed, and you know, I saw that, and I must admit, um, one of my uh, yeah close mates in Cape Town, you know, sent that to me. I think <laughs> as soon as she saw about it, or saw it happening, and um, I thought, oh my gosh, someone in Checkers is really doing their homework mm. because. One thing that I haven't mentioned um, over the last few weeks, I'll also to have <laughs> but is that. Big headlines here, and look, why haven't I mentioned it? I don't know. I think it's happening worldwide. But big headlines here um, have been out there over the cost of living crisis. 
Right. And last week, inflation figures sort of showed that, yeah, certain items or certain inflation measures have accelerated to a 33-year high in Australia. So that's a biggie, you know. Um, the annualised inflation rate is its highest at 7.8% since 1990. Grocery prices are rising. You know, in the news, it's like people having to cut back and kids are going back to school and without this and that. And then Checkers goes and posts this yeah, ad saying, look, cost of living is better in South Africa. Why don't you have a look? And I thought, someone is seriously doing their homework. And they're really on the ball there. And it'll be interesting to see if it gets anyone on a plane. Back. Back. <laughs> yeah. And then Woolies um, came out with their little reply as well. Uh, a little cheeky response. And, you know, mentioned things that South Africans miss. And they mentioned yeah. chuckles. And I do have to tell you, Saskia, that my daughter, who uh, has recently moved here, I mean, anyone that goes back to Cape Town or South Africa <laughs> has got to bring speckled eggs. Woolies. <laughs> speckled eggs. So, oh, it's all the treats. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Clever. Well, guys. Very, very clever. very clever. Someone in that marketing department, let's give them some, let's uh, give them some abals because really, uh, very, very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. always lovely to hear you and now lovely to chat to you, Katie McDonald. You enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I will indeed, and the same to you. Thanks, Oscar. Thank you. So that's the Sunday new review. Of course, you can always follow EWN um, on Twitter or, of course, right here um, on Cape Talk.